How's it going, everybody? This is me again, Chewy, the host of the podcast titled Expo in the Mids Behind the Legends, and I want to welcome you guys back. And I am once again joined by my good friend Monica. Hi, guys. So, Monica, real quick, how's your week been so far? My week has been very busy with work. For my birthday, I got my parents or my family gave me money to buy um, this kit at Home Depot for like construction and stuff. So like with the saw and like a um, a circular saw and all that stuff, table saw or whatever. Um, but when I went, like they didn't have the one that I wanted. So I bought stuff separate and I got this like little sanding machine, right? The handheld one. Uh-huh. And I bought some paint. So I'm going to remodel. Well, not remodel, but like repaint my, my island. And I'm excited because like I started seeing it with like a little block. So I've been doing that like every day, like uh, I'll be like doing stuff in the kitchen and then I have a little bit of time. So I'll be like, chick, 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 like sanding <laughs> off the paint just be- or like the, it's like the gloss really, right? Cause like you have to prime it or whatever. Uh-huh. So I've been doing it little by little. And this weekend I'm planning on sanding down the entire thing and putting a coat of, of paint on it and see how it looks. I think the paint that I bought is a primer. It's like the two in one thing, but I'm not entirely sure. And right now my cabinets are like a wood color. Like I guess like is it pine? Like the yellowish brown mm. one? Yeah, it's pine. Yeah. yeah. And it's got ridges, so I don't know if I should put a coat of something else first before I put the paint, because I haven't painted uh, it in a long time. It'd be a, a primer coat from what I understand, and then the actual paint. But then I'm gonna do like a, a side, just like with just the paint by itself, and see how it looks. And if you know it's too weird, then I'll do the one, but I'm like super excited and like um, at some point I'm going to order some uh, hardware also for the kitchen, like for those, for the whole entire kitchen. So it's going to be like a very like boho, um, you know, hippie vibe. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I I, want to paint it so bad already. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very exciting, my friend. I wish I had uh, an interesting week as you had or (laughs) plan on having. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just working and chilling like a villain working nice. on podcast stuff trying to get stuff synced up because we have a special announcement today <laughs> or we'll get to that in a minute but or as time goes on in the episode but yes uh yeah you know just the typical work stuff eh, nothing too exciting but i'm excited about today's episode because we have special guests so mm-hmm. stick around for that guys <laughs> before that though let's go ahead and remind our listeners monica of her social media accounts we have our facebook under Exploring the myths behind the legends. We have our Instagram under myths behind LGDS. Our Twitter is myths behind LGDS, and you can also email us at myths behind legends at gmail.com. Alright, and we have our letterbox under myths behind LGDS as well. And letterbox is a movie review forum type thing. We have a watch list in that profile in which we have some of the movies that we may be thinking about doing in the future, so if you have any suggestions, we can add it to the watch list. If you have any recommendations, by all means, let us know. And the, the moment that Monica waits for the entire week. I mean, forget about her, her building, painting, sanding plants. And my island and all the cabinets I'm going to prime tomorrow. <laughs> oh, this is what I've been waiting for all week. <laughs> I detect a slight tinge of sarcasm in your voice, my friend, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I still... <laughs> You're still my friend. I, I, you know, it's okay. <laughs> but anyways, our website, official website, 
as of right now it is under myths hyphen behind hyphen legends dot mailchimp sites dot com <laughs> I should totally be a phone Wait. operator <laughs> I didn't see what kind of phone operator now don't get me wrong here but uh I don't know uh, <laughs> so Monica what is the topic of today's episode for our audience I have a song it's stuck in my head and I'm sorry I can't get a smooth operator <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome song, by the way. So thank you for comparing me to that. Thank you for comparing me to that. That's my my theme song. Ah. Yeah, I, that, that's gonna. You should, you should at some point, you know, play a version of it because I know we can't play the original, but yeah. uh, and you know, put it in there. It'd be pretty pretty cool. Today, sorry guys, I'm like uh, I took a, a a little special candy earlier. <laughs> Well, not only that, we're doing this episode out of sequence, so yeah, you you know, it's it's okay, my friend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are. It's it is out of sequence, so the the, the me you're gonna hear before this is a lot more um, in the zone than me right now, because it's 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 wearing off. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm my brain's adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, today we are talking about lechuzas. And uh, those are those, you know, creepy owls that lurk in the dark and they're white. Well, as far as I'm concerned, they're white with like beady eyes. So they're they're pretty creepy. Yes, they are, my friend. And we'll get to know more about the Lechusa as far as their actual biology because we're here at EMBO, we're nerds. Wow, I'm so excited. <laughs> so, back uh, in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're having a little biology lesson in our academic segment coming right up after these messages yes Monica and the audience, if it's the first time you're listening to us, we have something called an academic segment in which we give you guys either facts, like actual facts, or we connect the topic of a given episode with a quote-unquote real-life application. In this case, since we're talking about an animal that has uh, allegedly mythological slash magical properties in some allegedly. cultures. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly, mm-hmm. of course. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see the word. <laughs> we decided to do a little scientific capsule or episode or segment for this, rather. So, let's go ahead and run down to this a little quick because I'm excited about doing our, our next segment with our special guest. But, the lechuzas, more commonly known as the barn owl. I had no idea they were called this, by the way. That's very generic. It's like a description more than a name. A barn owl. It hangs out in the barn. <laughs> It could be any any owl that just hangs out in a barn. At. <laughs> but I mean, an the, owl, a barn. barn yeah, I mean, owl. That's, that's a common name. And like you mentioned earlier, like the little the white ones, or sometimes they have like shades of brown or, or dark feathers. Yeah. But usually they're whitish for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna 
butcher some of these terms because I have not said these words since I was like 15 in biology Dang. class in high school. The kingdom that these animals belong in is the kingdom, kingdom Animalia. The mm -hmm. phylum is Chordata. Class Ooh. is Avis. Order, Strigiformis. Family, Titanidae. Genus, Tido. And species, Tido Alba. So that's like the biological classification of this thing. And I, I like I said, I'm sure I butchered a lot of those things. I haven't said these words in 20 years. <laughs> but I figure for the for the people that are like us, nerdish in the audience, I mean, that's, that's your little tidbit of <laughs> rainbows right there. These owls are usually medium-sized, and they have rounded wings, short tails, and they have a very distinct flight pattern. Basically, the legs are long, and the head is smoothly rounded, so it looks like a little bit round, like this, almost like a circle. Did you know, my friend, that these animals are found pretty much throughout the entire world? I did not know that. Are you as surprised as I was when I found this out? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just like... It's the American mentality, you know, we're like uh, egocentric or whatever they want to call us. Um, I thought that was only, I mean, obviously in Mexico, but like, I didn't know that they were in other places of the world too. Yeah, it's actually one of the most widespread birds of all kinds. Huh. I cannot imagine a, a, a freaking lechuza in like Africa or like Brazil. Like, what the hell would it be doing in Brazil? There's so much humidity, you know, like it's like forest... There's different kinds. So there's like the one that we know, the, the, the whitish one, and there's other ones that are smaller yeah. or bigger depending on where they live. The only places in the world in which they're not found are the poles, south or north pole. Interesting. The deserts, the yeah. mountains of the Himalayas, and some of the islands in the, in the Pacific, like Indonesia and all that stuff, like all those areas. Huh. But besides that, you can theoretically find that in anywhere else in the world. That's crazy. You know, and I would think that it would be in, obviously not not in the poles because it's like hella cold over there. But like, imagine it would blend so well because it's like just pure white, and then there's so much snow, so it's like you could just like creep in on you whenever it wanted because you wouldn't even be able to notice it. Mm -hmm. That's that'd be like an ultimate level of like spying. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly camouflaged with snow. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. I know, right? I was like, my mind was. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Mega explosion. Yeah, it was almost like a nuke went off in my head. Uh, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, the animals themselves, they require large areas of open land to hunt. And mm -hmm. they can either do this in marshes, grasslands, or mixed agricultural fields, so crop fields. They prefer nice. caves or tree cavities or man-made structures such as barns or silos in which to nest. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's, that is where the name of barn owl comes from. They do have differences, like I was saying earlier, depending on their, on their habitat. So sometimes they're white, sometimes their feathers are a little bit more silver tinted. Some of the other names that they, they're called are, <laughs> this is going to be a little funny, white owl, duh, ah. No way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no way, en serio, ah. <laughs> As we would say, like when I was in elementary, we would say when somebody said something really obvious when I was a little kid, said, "Number way, que descubrimiento way." I was like, "Damn, that's so messed up." 
that, that, that accent that you used to was like spot on. That was perfect. I would try to replicate my former friends from like elementary and kindergarten when I said that. Being around people that are fresa, because like it, it's just so funny the way they talk. Like I sound like that when I speak Spanish. I, I've been told, and I was like, I don't, I don't sound like that hardcore, but I, I can yeah. sometimes hear it, and I was like, oh man, I sound like a freaking fresa. I'm like, I, I annoy myself. They told me the same thing too, and I'm just I, at first I was offended. I was like, what? How dare you call me a fresa? I'm not a fresa. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, you know what? Cool. I can, I can just kind of blend in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so. Talent. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the owl we're blending. Uh, well, some of the other names, like I was saying, the, the names include White Owl, Silver Owl, Demon Owl, Ghost Owl, Death Owl, Night Owl, Rat Owl, Church Owl, Cave Owl, Stone Owl, Monkey-Faced Owl, Hobgoblin Owl, Golden Owl, etc., etc. It's got like 100 names, dude. It's, it's crazy. But those are the ones that I thought were the coolest. Because they're yeah. like the, the most uh, foreboding ones, I guess. I mean, Demon Owl, dude? I mean, <laughs> you know? That's, that's intense. I, I can kind of relate to that, though, because of our experiences with this thing, but... Yeah. Um, Demon <laughs> Compared to other owls of its similar size, the Barn Owl has a much higher metabolic rate, my friend, so it requires more food for its sustenance. Oh... So, they usually hunt rodents or vermin that are often regarded as pests by humans. Mm-hmm. And Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to have rats in my house, so I would get a barn owl to get rid of them. I would probably get a cat first. Yes. And if the cat cannot do it, then we hire the barn owl. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, the way this thing hunts is usually it hunts in twilight, no, 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 collect, no connection to those crappy movies from the early 2000s. <laughs> hey, they may have not been perfect, but they were my youth. <laughs> they mean something to me. Oh, for the record, I thought Bella was cute, but okay. She was so annoying. Yeah, yeah. she was, but I thought she was cute. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so usually it hunts at twilight or at night, and it hovers or flies and it targets its prey and it dives to the ground like, like a dive bomb it just kind of like dives straight down to the ground and picks up its prey real quick it almost inst- like instantaneously they can do maneuvers in a very um fast way so they can fly and or do like little pirouettes in the sky i guess you want to call them they can do like little Ooh. you know like things <laughs> Aerobatics or what's the word? Uh, uh, they're doing the word? acrobatics, I guess, but they're, they're doing like air ballet, kind of like, like. That's why I said aerobatics, but I don't even think that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this bird has acute hearing. It doesn't really have ears, I mean, or it does have ears, but they're they're not like they don't have earlobes. Rather, they have it's like really small, according to this. They're placed asymmetrically on their heads, so they're not like ours. Ours like, are kind of like fairly the same distance from like the front of our face yeah. kind of theirs are a little bit offset from each other so according to the source that i'm reading here it improves detection of prey their position and their distance they don't really require their eyes because they can use sound to hunt sweet i'm trying to think of what owl ears look like and i cannot for the life of me picture anything i don't think i've ever seen owl ears me either not even in like the more common like stereotypical owls 
that we think of? Yeah. They're just like a little round potato looking thing and then with feathers and a beak. <laughs> yeah. I, I've always thought owls are kind of like weird creatures. Yeah, they're just they're just there. I mean, whenever I think owls, I just think about that one. I think it's from Disney. It's like from the olden days. Like, I like to sing about the banana na 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 I like sing <laughs> One, two, three, three or four. I, I honestly, my sister knows the whole song. I don't remember, but like, I, I grew up with that stuff, and that's all I think about when I think of owls. Just them, the the one, the one kid just tap dancing because he likes to dance and sing. Yeah, I think it's just creepy the way they turn their head like The Exorcist. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That's, that is creepy. It's like whoa there. And Hello, so they, they do like a complete one eighty on their neck, and then they they do like a like they, they spin their head like sideways all the way. They, they, they tilt it. They're like, arr, arr, like they're fucking zombies or something. And they're, they're like, ooh, brains. And then they're going to attack. Pounce. Yeah, I always thought they're, they're weird, creepy animals. But, that is creepy. Um, <laughs> so farmers are pretty big fans of these guys because they can hunt vermin, like I said. So they let them nest in their barns. Yeah. So they're usually not hunted by people because they eliminate vermin. And, yeah. And the barn, so. Like, please don't kill the owls. We need them. <laughs> yeah, so, what do you think of all this information, my friend? I'm fascinated. It's riveting. Um, and I'm trying to remember the last time I saw an owl, and I can't remember. I, I might have been back in Texas. Like, that's the last time I saw one. But they're, they're and, oh, no, obviously, like, on I like animal documentaries. So, I've seen them attack, or, like, snatch a rodent from the ground uh-huh. in slow motion um and that was pretty epic so i'm already and i know they have like really sharp claws or something mm-hmm. like so they're like dangerous you know so i would never want to be around an owl but they're pretty majestic and interesting but if they were like you know witches like that that's 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 pretty freaking scary yes and it's funny you bring that up ah, well not funny but <laughs> because that is the whole point of our, of our episode, you know, the, our next segment, and we have a special guest for that that's going to join us. Mm-hmm. We're going to share some factoids. We're going to share some stories that we've had, experiences maybe, uh, each of mm-hmm. us, you, our guest, and myself. And we hope yeah. the audience sticks around for that. So, yeah, that was our academic segment with all the scientific nerdy information on, on these barn owls. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like Monica or myself, you pretty much enjoy that. I know that's going to be like the top... Um, yes the, the the favorite part of the episode for you <laughs> but yeah stick around and we're gonna get into the folklore of lechuzas in our next episode so we'll be right back after these messages next episode segment Did I say oh you said episode yeah oh yeah no. well, I meant segment no no don't, don't leave stick around <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs>
All right, Monica and the audience in uh, EMBO podcast tonight, we have a special guest in the house, and we'd like for all you guys to meet uh, Micah from the Great American Urban Legend. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> hey. How's it going, Micah? <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm doing great, man. <laughs> so, uh, to start things off with you, Micah, since the topic of our episode this time is Lechuzas, we are going to do a little short interview with you so our audience can get to know you and what you guys are about in your podcast. And then you're going to share some facts or quote-unquote um, facts <laughs> about Lechuzas <laughs> with, with the audience. And then Monica and I are going to share one story each. I have a story about Lechuzas. Monica has a, a, an inter interesting take on these creatures mm -hmm. that I had never heard of before, by the way, <laughs> until she mentioned it. So... Yeah, but I mean, before we start, I mean, we are going to do an, an interview, like I said, and we provide a forum for our guests. You guys can say and, and express your opinions in any way you want. However, your opinions are your own. <laughs> <laughs> so they may or may not reflect the ones that Monica and I have, and that's cool, I mean, because even if we have different takes and stuff, I mean, that's, that's awesome, dude. Differences can sometimes mm -hmm. bring people together, I think. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Monica, you want to go ahead and get started with the first question here? Yes. So our first question is, what inspired you to become a podcaster? I would probably say the same thing that inspired like a billion other people to do it in 2020. They were sitting around their house like with nothing to do. So it's like, hey, man, I got a computer. I got a microphone. Let's do a freaking podcast. So uh, that, that was it. I was driving. I was driving to work one day and I was like, man, what do we? What, what what can we do? What can we talk about? And, you know, I like I like all the spooky things and you know all the urban legends and stuff. So I was like, oh, that'd be great, you know. So then I started looking on uh, podcasts that did you know urban legends and things, and there were there were some out there. And I was like, man, but like none of them are very funny. Like I mean, you know, I mean, whatever. No, no offense to anyone who's trying to be funny, but uh, you know, they weren't like not there weren't a lot of them that were like really funny or or like they weren't uh, they weren't written i don't know the way i would want to write it right so i was like well I'll, I'll start doing one man you know i'll start i'll start doing some writing and then i told my wife i was like hey you know we're, we're doing a podcast i told her that like on a wednesday and then like thursday night we did one so that, that was pretty much it it was it was real quick just you know get up and go kind of thing that's pretty awesome yeah just keep it spontaneous man that's usually how yeah the best things come to, to light you know yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, just, yeah, just driving to work, and I came home. Actually, I think I left work early that day, because I was like, I, I got I to gotta go, go get a microphone. So, yeah. <laughs> you were that excited to start? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And, you know, like, when I listen to your episodes, I realize, you know, you, you talk about the background of these things sometimes, like, where maybe these uh, stories first come to light and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. one thing that I've noticed, not only in your podcast, but just in general, I've seen that different cultures throughout the world have similar legends of similar looking creatures. There's slight differences here and there. For example, the Chinese have the dragons. The Aztecs have Quetzalcoatl, which is their their, their feathered serpent, which by all descriptions mm -hmm. could, could theoretically fit the description of a dragon, right? Sure, yeah. Now, these cultures are separated not only by time, but also by distance. So why do you think people develop similar ideas over time? Or, or like, why do you think that is? Is that something that we may have subconsciously developed? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Um, I think that a lot of the stories 
come from a place of a place place of education or they're trying to impart their values or mores you know whatever culture that is uh to their to their next generation so generationally you know they'll, they'll tell these stories that they kind of transcend time right so but they're always trying to say something right it's not just a story for story's sake they're always trying to teach or to warn you know a lot of a lot of these stories started as as warnings you know don't do this or this will happen or don't do this or this boogeyman or this monster will come you know right so i i think a lot of that and and that is like you like you said you know it's kind of innate it's kind of uh ingrained in everyone's subconscious these these specific mores or ideals that we want to that we want to pass on so i don't know maybe that maybe that has something to do with it or I could just be talking out my butt, you know, either, either way. <laughs> no, I, I so. think that's, that's pretty interesting. I, I would say that's kind of accurate, actually, because, yeah, different cultures, and, and not, only, not only with their legends, but also with their religions, sometimes there's a bunch of similarities. Even the buildings, like the pyramids, stuff like that, and it's, it's, it's crazy how over time and, and distance, like I said, sometimes similar things keep popping up. I think you're right. It might just be something that we have innately developed as a, a species, you know? Well, I, I did find a lot because I, I do I do try to, and what's really cool is in some of the episodes I would be tracing back the histories of these stories, and you know it would cross paths with one of the stories that I had done before, right? And so that's always the coolest thing, and a lot of that goes back to um, the like the Greek, uh, the ancient Greek, or the um, gosh, who's a, who's another one that that popped up a lot. I, I, usually it's Greek mythology, right? Because that's mm -hmm. uh, that kind of kind of started a lot of it, yeah. and a lot of a lot of the stories in, end up there. You know, they ended up starting there. So I always I, I think that's kind of cool when when stories interconnect and, and kind of a, kind of cross each other's paths. I was gonna say like, if it was Roman mythology that you were you were thinking about, I think that's the other one, right? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of times, yeah, it was there was a lot of Roman, uh, and and a lot of the, um, I think three or four different stories that I had, came from the Roman Catholic Church, oh. infringing upon the uh, the pagan cultures, right? Mm -hmm. And and like I think it was like three or four different stories kind of crossed there where these, you know, monsters or urban legends or cryptids or whatever came from the persecution the pagan religions were dealing with from the roman catholic church you know way way back way back when so i, th I thought that was that was pretty interesting too yeah. and i'm not you know i'm, I'm not uh, a proponent of of pagan religion and i'm not judging anyone who who is pagan i'm just saying that was that's the history and so that i found that very interesting uh the, another question that we have is would you ever be interested interested in working on other media like film writing or anything like that yeah, I, I'm a musician. No, I've been I've been a musician since I was like, gosh, I don't know. I've been playing guitar since I was like 13. So, gosh, how I think that's like 30 years. I don't know. I'm so old, but yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing guitar a long time, and I've I, I've been in a lot of bands. We've done a lot of recording. We did done some touring, some things like that. So, so yes, music. I've always loved. I've always loved that uh, that medium. Uh, I'm a writer, and that's kind of like my passion. That's probably where you know this this idea of doing the podcast was that I could, I could write a script, you know, I could, I could kind of interject some of my own personality into it uh, and then kind of present it in a way that, uh, 
you know, because not everybody likes to read, mm-hmm. but everybody can listen to something while they're driving to work or, you know, walking their dog or whatever. So I could kind of put some of my personality, some of my writing into people's ears without them having to sit down and read. I am working on writing uh, more so than, you know, than doing the podcast. So, I mean, I think the podcast is just kind of like a, a midway point kind of yeah. to, to direct people towards my writing. But right now we're, yeah, we're doing doing the podcast and enjoying it. But yes, yeah, so music and writing, I'm always, I'm always down with. That's awesome. That's funny because yeah. like, Chibi's also a musician and I also write. Oh, right cool. on, yeah. So what, what do you what do you play, Chewie? I'm primarily a guitar player, man. I've been playing guitar also since I was about uh, 15 or so. Nice, yeah. And so that's about going on 22 years this December. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Every now and then, we we add a song here and there on the episodes. Usually on the ones that have to do with urban legends or folk legends, um, because when we do the movie, for example, we kind of have a little format for that already. But it came to the point where we started doing folk legends, and I told Monica, "Well, we need something to fill up a little bit more space." So I was like, "Let me just put a song in there." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Send me send me the links of uh, of some of those some of those episodes. I'd be curious to hear it. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, we have them all on the thing, but I'll, I'll send you the ones that specifically have songs in them so you can, or even the songs, if you want to just listen to the songs, I'll send you those too. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'd like to hear them. One last question before you start with your little spiel here, but if you could actually meet or interview one of the legends you've covered, who would it be and why? Like you could have like a, like a sit down one-on-one, like, okay, Mr. Jabberwocky, or whatever. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh wait, Jabberwocky are are those dancers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was, uh something like that. But gosh, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, it'd be a lot of fun to. I mean, I guess most of the ones I do, I like the. I, I got some lighter episodes, but most of my episodes are about the darker side. So I, I don't know if having a conversation, it probably wouldn't end well for me if I <laughs> if I had a conversation with a lot of them. But you know, I, I I love who who doesn't love you know vampires and and werewolves and things like that. So I'd have to go with one of the classics, uh-huh. you know, if uh, if I ever got the chance, yeah, to okay. to sit down and have coffee or. Whatever with a vampire, that'd be great. not 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 like a not like a Twilight sparkly vampire, but like a real vampire, you know. Yeah, more of a classic, like interview with a vampire style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that movie we gotta do it, Monica. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but we I don't think we have it on the list. But I just watched that the other day. Yeah. such a good movie. Nice. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, just imagine specifically that guy from. Is it Tom Cruise? Right. Right. Yeah, him uh-huh. just in his oh, outfit and then you know drinking coffee. <laughs> Right, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, that's the exact image I got. Like, like, yeah, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. Yeah, and, yeah, all the, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, man. So you got us some little factoids here and there about Lechuza. So you want to go ahead and start sharing some of those? Let me show you what I got here, man. This is this is some good stuff. So, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if anybody, if any of your listeners have ever, has ever listened to my stuff, but I'll. I'll warn you now, you know, I, I, I do, and I say this, and I'm, I'm honest, I, I give about 70% real hard-hitting fact, and like 30% just like straight up yeah, diarrhea, like it's just, right, so, you know, just, you know, and, and I leave it up to you guys to, to, to figure out what's real and what's not. Nice. <laughs> <Cool>. Also, <laughs> also, the, uh, uh, help me out with the pronunciation, Lechuza? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. La Lechuza. Yeah. Yep, there you go, man. So, you got it. All right. Dig it. 
La Lechuza started centuries ago and is rooted in Mexican and Tejano folklore. Legend has it Lechuza was a witch who was exposed for practicing the devil's magic. The townsfolk weren't happy with that, so they murdered her. To enact her revenge, she came back as a creepy bird lady. In fact, she's a shapeshifter who can appear as an ordinary witch during the day and then a huge bird with a woman's face at night. To give you an idea of what we're talking about here, Lechuza means owl in English. So basically, Lechuza is a huge owl lady who kills people. So that's pretty cool, and I, I, I like the uh, I like the story here, and I can't wait to see the the rest of what you guys have dug up. But I got to tell you all a story uh, about my encounter with the murder owl. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh it's crazy. So y'all y'all just hang tight. So we live in the country, and I'm a I'm a city boy, right? So I I moved out to the country about four years ago. And, you know, I love the country, but when you're a city boy and you move out of the country, there's different noises, right? Mm -hmm. There's different things. You know, you don't have any lights. You don't have any people around. We don't have anybody around. Like, you can you, you can look any direction. You don't see no houses. It's just us and fields and woods, and I love it. But second night there, we, we've got a bunch of dogs. One real old lad, we had to put her down. But she was alive back here when we first moved in, and she started acting real, real wild. Like, she's like... I gotta go outside, go, gotta go outside. So I opened the door and she wouldn't go outside. I said, come on, Gwen, you said you wanted to go outside. She's like, no, I'm not going outside. And I looked out there and it was super foggy. Like I didn't know this, but you know, with the, with all the water around our property, you know, the fog will lift and then the fog will float in over the grass and then it'll float. So I couldn't even see my car like 20 feet out in the driveway. That's how thick the fog was. So I was like, all right, Gwen, come on, let's, let's go on outside. So I kind of drag her outside and I hear this scream, like this, it was like the highest pitched, shriekiest scream. And then I hear some growling and Gwen just flew back inside. You know, my, my dog, the thing is supposed to protect me, right? She just flew back inside and left me out there. So I'm like, oh crap, what's going on? So I'm like, okay, well, I can, I can run back and look like a fool or I can like walk back like a man, you know, like, like, okay, something's out there. It's probably going to get me, but I'm a man, so I'm not going to run. So I started walking, but then it screamed again, and so I, I ran. I ran in the house, slammed the door. So my wife's like, what, what's going on? I said, man, there's something out there, and it's, it's crazy, and it's going to kill somebody. So she's like, well, you got to go out and see what it is. Like, you go out and see what it is. I ain't going out and see what it is. <laughs> Anyways, I was, like, I was like, all right, no, you know what? I got to be a man. I'm going to go out and see what it is. So I went and got one of my pistols, racked it, grabbed Gwen. I said, you're coming with me now because this is all your fault. So me and Gwen went out. I had a, I have a flashlight on one of my pistols. So lit the flashlight up. Realized that doesn't do anything because the fog just reflects it back at you. And you can't see anything. So I'm out there not being able to see nothing. Walking up the driveway. And we got like a 400 foot driveway, you know, out in the country, right? So I'm walking up the driveway. Got my gun out. Got my dog. And I just keep hearing this like this screaming. And I'm freaking out, man. And so I get up to about the top of the driveway. And I turn around. And I can't even see the house. That's how like foggy it is. I can't even see how I'm I'm freaked, dude. And then all of a sudden, this like all I hear is this flapping of wings, like just fly right by me. And they're like, I'm not talking like a bird, man. I'm talking like like a condor, like an eagle or something, right? Like or a dragon, you know? It just like flew right by me. 
So I'm like, forget this, we're out of here. So me and Gwen go back inside. That was the end of it. I call my brother-in-law, who's been been out here for a while. I said, bro, you would not believe this. You know, this is what happened. I told him the whole story. I just told you guys. He goes, he goes, man, that was an owl. <laughs> like, what you talking about, an owl, man? No, no. He goes, yeah, dude, that was just an owl picking up a field mouse or a rabbit. I mean, you you are crazy. You know, there's no way. He's like, dude, I guarantee you. So I went back out there. I looked around. And sure enough, up on the, what is it, like electrical wire, up on the electrical wires, yeah. is a is a dang owl just sitting there going, you know, just like. <laughs> so, yeah, so my second night at my house, man, freaking murder owl almost killed me. Oh, no. That's, that's so, I would have been, been terrified, man. <laughs> oh, it, it was crazy. I mean, it was the scariest thing. I couldn't see anything. My dog didn't want to be out there. And this thing was screaming, and so he said what, what the screaming was was you know when the when the owl you know picked up whatever it got and you know gutted it with that or whatever it was, it was that was, it was just, a little know. animal screaming for its life like ah don't kill oh, me right the, that have you ever heard an animal scream like that it's the scariest oh, thing horrible. oh my gosh so I guarantee you and it's probably fate that brought us together because I guarantee you that that uh, that was uh, Lechuza. Oh my god. It's likely, crazy. man, because they, they tend to live in the country a lot. Yeah. yeah, dude. They have, like, really big wingspans. Uh, I want to say maybe, like, four or five feet wingspans. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all want to see a lot of Chusa for real, uh, come by my place and <laughs> we'll find him. Wow, He's dude. crazy, man. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a crazy story, bro. <laughs> I would have been super scared, too. Hell no. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm telling you, it's like, and it's so funny because, you know, now that we've lived out here for a few years, you know, I'll go out, I go out in the middle of the night and, you know, in my underwear and like freaking coyotes running in the next field. I'm just like, what's up, guys? You know, like, you know I'm not, it's, it's totally different. But back when I was, back when I was, you know, brand new out here, little city boy, man, I didn't know what was going on. I was freaking. <laughs> when it comes to the actual mythical creature, to my understanding that these things can be almost as seven feet tall. Jesus! And wow. Their wingspan can extend to an alleged fifteen foot, like feet, wingspan. So um, that's bigger than the house. That's huge. That's bigger. Yeah, than Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. And other people say that no, it's actually a much smaller bird. It just looks like an old woman. So I don't know which one's scarier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> I wouldn't want either, to be honest. <laughs> just, uh, like a, a bird flying with the face of like an elderly woman, just like. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the most common things that they would do is they like like in your story they hang out at, at night at trees or perches and they look for things, mostly people to kill. <laughs> yeah. See, I could have been I could have been a victim, man. We. <laughs> now, now I didn't now I didn't do enough research to know what. Uh, what causes them to to pick their victims? Did you guys did you guys research any of that to know how they choose their victims? I found something to the effect of they kind of just fly over and something with within their head, like you know how they have like a little like round face. If you look at the picture, of what, it's called a barn owl, in English yeah. that's like their common name. They have like a round shaped face, and that somehow lets them detect movement or sound in a better way. Hmm. So as they're flying, they can move their face around and they can kind of pick up on, on the sound vibrations or whatever it is. Oh, crazy. That's what I found. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's sonar like bats. I don't think it's that exactly. But it's it's something maybe like an antenna picking up sound. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Like a little animal detector. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like when I was uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call those? The parabolic dishes from the 80s? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just flying around, switching for frequencies. Oh, there's a mouth. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So what else do you have for us, man? As far as uh, little factoids here. Okay, so yeah, one thing uh, one thing we found was that uh, you know, like you were talking about when she's searching for her uh, her target, you know, once she once she finds a target, she'll disguise her voice as a baby, and uh, she'll she'll cry outside your door, waiting to pounce on you and swoop you away forever. Again, this is no ordinary bird. She is known to carry away full grown men within her talons. If you find unexpected scratches on your door, you know that she was there waiting for you. I'll tell you, bro. I guarantee you, murder owl. <laughs> I, this this was murder owl. Y'all don't know. Y'all. I mean, you guys think it's funny. I'm I'm telling you. I'm gonna go out and look on my front door for scratches right now, because <laughs> that's crazy. That's too. That's. I'm lucky to be alive. That's all I gotta say. I think so, man. If it played out the way you told us, I mean. <laughs> right. Right. Weird very close to this here well and one thing you one thing you guys got to know and anybody who listens to my podcast is i never ever ever embellish or or you know make things up it's all legit (laughs) (laughs) we don't make things up we kind of like uh exaggerate some things (laughs) yeah 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 it's for for dramatic effect but usually we sure we deliver Whatever information we deem is accurate, I mean, based on what we find on the internet. <laughs> I mean, right, right, as right. Accurate as that could be. I mean, we always do say that. I mean, it's, it's allegedly what this is what people say happens or mm-hmm. exactly what, what they saw, you know. So it, it's it's a story. So that's what uh, what folk legends and urban legends are all about, right? That's how they that's how they thrive and how they live is from uh, from word of mouth and from one story to another something might change mm-hmm. but something might stay the same but then then that's the new you know that's the new iteration that's the new story yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's what i love about urban legends and folk legends is that they they have this base that's you know that's rooted in truth but mm-hmm. it's gone it's like telephone you know it's gone through so many different people the the story's changed so much yeah yeah and we came across that in our chupacaros episode I, I we had a guest for that episode also I told him the Chupacara story started as some sort of mythical, or not mythical, but like an alien creature, and then over time it's now become like a dog thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, which one do you believe? Like, which one is the the right original, or which one is the, the actual appearance based on what people think? But yeah, dude, it's it's crazy how over time these things change. Yeah. To the point where it's not even recognizable anymore. If you had told me that Chupacaros was a dog, I'd be like, no, dude, like the one that I grew up with was like an alien, like the one in our logo. Right, exactly, yeah. That's so, what I saw too. Same. Yeah, it, it's weird, dude. Like, uh, And then going back to Lechusa here, real quick. I mean, if the story played out the way you told us, dude, and you had shot this thing, uh, somehow the bullet would have deflected back to you, apparently. Really? Uh, it says here that if you try to shoot her dead, the one that ends up dead is a shooter instead. So I don't, know if, I don't know if it's got like bullet reflecting capabilities or it just like absorbs a bullet and shoots it back at you. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> right, right. I think I think both of those are probably exactly how it happens. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it runs uh, interference like those commercials with, with remember those commercials with uh, Motombo was it that like, he blocked people's. Uh, oh yeah, not was in it? my house like, or whatever. Uh, not in my house and like. Right, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> just with his wing, like, not in my house. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, dude, it's a, it's a good thing I didn't shoot it then, man. That's yeah. crazy. Right. Oh, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, other things that apparently happen is that if you have a dream about this thing, the one that ends up dead is the dreamer. Or, or not you, but somebody in your family, rather. Really? So apparently it's not good to dream about them either because then that means somebody in your family is not going to make it anymore. Well, that's horrible. Dang, that's crazy. I've, I've heard that about, like, so there's, like, a superstition or something that if you see one of those big black, like, butterflies in the corner of your house or, like, either inside or outside, mm. that that supposedly also signifies that somebody in your family or somebody that you know that you're close to is going to die, hmm. which is, like, crazy dude because when i was like um when i was younger like my one of my uncles was really sick and he had like uh cancer and um i saw one of those the day like a few days before he passed and i thought i was like just like going crazy but like that was i saw that and i was like whoa yeah like, not, that's not good <laughs> and oh, sure crazy. Enough, like, yeah it was crazy huh. uh, you mean like the ones like like the huge ones that look like birds yeah um yeah almost yeah they're and they're over. just like like pitch black like they blend in like mm -hmm. and they'll be like in the little corners of places yeah. i've never seen those but i heard them hmm. yeah so i guess i've only seen them a few times mm -hmm. yeah and how about you monica any of these factoids you want to share with us so my factoid is that uh there have been instances where people have encountered la lechuza and instead of killing them she merely showed her presence like so then by see, just seeing her often, it indicates that something more sinister or dangerous is to come, like a deadly hurricane or a tornado. So even if you have to go, even if you do see her and she doesn't hurt you, bad stuff is going to go down either way. So she's like a like a bad omen, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, it's almost kind of like what you were talking about with the with the butterfly too. Yeah, yeah. Kind mm -hmm. of a harbinger, maybe not a harbinger of death, but a harbinger of uh, of bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Tragedy. Whoa. Yeah. yeah crazy and it kind of goes with the next one that i have it says here that they can actually control the weather in some accounts hmm. so, what? <laughs> so it's like i feel like going to the beach today make it sunny <laughs> right right <laughs> well then it's the good side then because you know yeah no kidding so this creature is uh, remarkably powerful then it's like super huge it can control the weather it can carry men like full-grown man in, in, in its talents and I don't know, man. It's just it's something a little bit heavy for me to to process. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It was so many things. Wow. Well, Monica, you have uh, another point of view. Oh yeah. Really, like, what what is your perspective? Because I've never heard of this until you told me a few months ago, and I was like mind blown about this. Yeah. <laughs> so what I've always heard is that if you see a white owl, which is a lechuza, right, um, outside your window then it that's like basically like an alien spying on you and like uh the lechuza is an actual alien so when you see them it means that they're planning on abducting you but they're like basically doing a little case search or something you know they're just like casing your your house and i guess looking at all the points of entry <laughs> <laughs> uh, preparing for the for that one fateful night when they you know beam you up so uh yeah that's, that's what i always that's what i what i knew about owls especially like the, the white ones like the white owls because they have like and they have like really really like dark eyes like they're black when you see them it's not like a regular owl eye it's like pitch black just all black 
like a demon. To make sure I understand, you grew up with this story? Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. That's I'd never heard that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, when I heard this, I was like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I never, <laughs> never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does make sense because they kind of do look in some way like the stereotypical alien that's like all gray with, with big black eyes, yeah. like what she was saying. Uh, right. Right. And when they don't have their wings open, they kind of look like, I don't know what, what the word is I'm trying to find, but they, like stiff, I guess. Yeah. They're stiff. They're just like very like, like. Yeah. Yeah. So like, in that way, like the the physical similarities are, are are there. I just had never heard this story before, so I don't know where, where you grew mm-mm. up, my friend. <laughs> because like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe my parents were into aliens. I, or I don't know who told me the story. Right. It might have been one of my cousins, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story that I have it didn't happen to me specifically. It happened to one of my family members, and this happened a long time ago. This happened ugh, maybe sometime in the '60s, probably. Mm-hmm. So it's an older person already. This person isn't anyone that I would call a believer, meaning they're a skeptic. They don't believe in cryptids. They don't believe in anything. They're, they're not even very religious at all. Mm-hmm. So when they told me the story, I was like, but they don't strike me as the kind of person that would make this up because, again, they're not believers and they're not jokers. And like they're, they're kind of like a very serious person. Mm-hmm. So what they told me was that one time they grew up in, in, in the country also, but in Mexico. <clears throat> so they grew up in a, in a ranching community, I guess. And one evening, they were walking back home from wherever they were at. And they spotted this small group of people around a tree. And it was still a little bit light. It wasn't completely dark yet. It was maybe like 7 o'clock or whatever in the evening. It was still a little bit light, but not too dark. And he saw they were starting a fire. And he's like, what the hell? Are they barbecuing something? (laughs) He kind of like started walking that way. (laughs) And then he saw somebody was dressed like in a weird way. And they had this machete in their hand. And they put the machete in the ground, I guess, kind of like the sword in the stone. And they started tying, like, a, some rope around there or string, whatever it was. And then as they were doing that, a lechuza flew into the tree. And it stopped, you know, it, it perched itself in the tree. And after a couple minutes of whatever that was, that person was doing with the string, whatever, uh, this person that told me the story said they saw a woman falling from the tree crazy and in, in the the story that i grew up with besides that account was that lechuzas are actually the animal form that witches take so they can kind of do their witching <laughs> you know? yeah so either that that's the witch themselves or it's a familiar of the witch meaning like an animal right. like an animal assistant right but this person told me like dude I, I i can't believe what i saw and i only i don't like he's like i, I don't know what happened like i know was, i was not dreaming i was i saw it I can't explain it, but yeah, they, they saw the lechuza in the tree, and then a woman falling, so I don't know if the woman was hanging out in the tree and just kind of like fell, because <laughs> you got tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the account is, again, that, that these animals are the uh, the animal form of a, of a human witch, a woman. So he didn't stay longer than that, he said he ran away, he never found out what happened. He never really found out who those people were, because he was, he was still like a distance, like, he wasn't like super close, he was maybe like, uh, like a football field's distance away maybe he told me he he could see them he could see what they were doing and what was happening but he couldn't really see their faces or anything and it was already kind of dark but uh yeah i I was i was kind of wondering if maybe and i don't know if you can if you can answer this or if he he ever told you but if like if those folks that were in the you know having the fire with the with the machete and maybe if they were doing some kind of ritual or 
or some kind of uh, summoning or, or seance or do you, do you know what they were doing? Uh, I wouldn't know, but my guess would be that, yeah, they were kind of probably doing some sort of summoning ritual, like a demon or, or, yeah. or a witch, because I have heard people that have tried to summon witches, not in this way, but in other ways. But it always involves some sort of cutting, like a, a, a right. utensil, like a knife or something like that. And you got to recite prayers, and I, I don't know the exact process, you know, by heart. <laughs> but... <laughs> the, the, that's probably a good thing <laughs> the account is that if you are successful in summoning this witch she can grant you any wish you want but there's always a price to pay so that you always have to give something up about yourself or mm. somebody you love for example yeah so i, I don't know it's, it's i don't think it's a, a worthy trade-off if you ask me but i mean some right. people would beg to differ true uh-huh yeah. so uh what do you guys think about all the information we just share with the audience wild <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's super interesting i want i want to do an episode on it maybe maybe i'll do an episode on it and ask you guys over we can, yeah. uh, we can do it do a part two it's uh yeah it's really interesting yeah definitely because i, I had never heard of the murder owl <laughs> but right <laughs> I, I guess it is very or if it's not the same thing as something like a distant or not distant but like a close cousin to this because it's like almost right. the exact same i don't know man and I do have one, I guess, little anecdote. It wasn't really a story because nothing really happened. But one time, several years ago, maybe like five, six years ago, when, uh, in this house in the backyard that, that we have, there's nothing. So it's just like, like a field. There's a little ditch for, I guess, for water flooding control purposes. But besides or beyond that ditch, there's a farmer's field. So it's like a whole bunch of acres of, of uh, crops. There are some huge trees in that little ditch division there <clears throat> and one time i never go outside dude, uh, unless i'm gonna barbecue but this time i guess it was autumnish it was kind of fresh and i was like ah, let me just go out and have a couple beers in the, in the back porch you know so i was there and i started hearing this little noise like a woo -woo -woo. and i was like what the hell is that and, and so i kind of look around and i just i didn't even see it i would be lying to you if i saw what it looked like but i saw like a white thing flying mm. like not quite super in front of me but maybe like a few like 10 feet in front of me just kind of swooped down and then back up and then just took off and i was like mm. what was that so it might be like like in your case where maybe a lechusa saw a mouse or something that was in my backyard right and just kind of like swooped down but i mean i just saw this this white presence or not presence but this thing or a bird or whatever sure. it was. and <laughs> that's as close as, as, as i can personally say that i've thought that i can see that i've seen one of these things yeah but I, it was scary man because it happened like in like in a, in a, i i had no time to distinguish any details or any features of it i right. saw the when it just like left crazy they're super, fast. they're super fast huh i've seen them before too but like at a distance like kind of like and i never i didn't know that that's what they were because all i saw was like something just going like swooping in and out now by the by the the light poles but like the ones that didn't have any light in them now i'm over here thinking that's like a like a real life witch or something and uh like flying you know i was like what it what is that like is that normal like, <laughs> happen here all the time my friend's like yeah those are lechuzas and i'm like huh why like what is that <laughs> yeah they're creepy and they're and, yeah and it's they're crazy and they're just like super like they come out of nowhere yeah hmm. You got any other uh, factoids for us, man, or any final comments before we bid you good night? No, man, I think we're good. Uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, learning about this with you guys. It was a lot of fun. 
yeah, dude, definitely had a, yeah. a, a good time, a, a bunch of good laughs here <laughs> with, with yeah. swapping <laughs> stories and accounts and everything. Um, why don't you go ahead and share with our audience your links, your social media links, your podcasts, etc. Yeah. Uh, so I am Micah from the Great American Urban Legend Podcast. Uh, myself and my wife will we we we're doing it about every Friday. We take a couple Fridays off here and there, but uh, every Friday or so we'll uh, we'll put up a new episode. You can find us uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Just look up the Great American Urban Legend. You'll find us. Uh, you can go to the Great American Urban Legend at Instagram and find our link tree link that'll have links to where you can support us, links to our website, links to my personal website where I do writing and uh, mental health support, things like that. So, uh, yeah, just remember the Great American Urban Legend and uh, you'll you'll find us. Awesome, man. It was really good having you, dude. I'm really glad you accepted our, our invitation. It was a great time. Yeah, thanks so much for asking me, man. I, I had a blast. Yeah, dude. I, and definitely, if you do ever do a Murder Owl episode or something like that, I mean, we'll be down to join your Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Heck yeah, we'll do it, man. <laughs> well, once again, dude, thank you very much, and we appreciate you being here. All right, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate thank you. you. everyone so that was our uh, lechuzas in folklore segment with a very special guest i want to thank again micah from the great american urban legend that was real fun dude. I, I had a great time with him yeah me too he was great <laughs> yeah we're kind of anxious uh, we talked before that you know he and i talked a little bit before and he's like oh man you know i don't feel like i'm gonna be ready for this and i was like don't worry dude we're not 60 minutes we're not like any professional <laughs> journalistic yeah you know we, we have fun here and we're glad i mean i was glad to see that he had fun and he was thinking of doing an episode yeah. maybe something similar and asking us to join and yeah for sure man yeah that would be super cool he was he was really funny i was like cracking up <laughs> <laughs> yeah with his uh death owl story that was funny oh yeah that the murder owl that was intense <laughs> <laughs> well funny now but probably not in the moment <laughs> right yeah i mean i would have been freaked out too like that that was that was pretty crazy but now, Monica, we have a special segment for the audience. Yes. As has somewhat become of a uh, tradition in our podcast, mm -hmm. I have developed or written a song for the Lechuzas. Ooh, interesting. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm not going to say too much about it. I, just, uh, I would maybe play a little bit, but I don't feel like playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was playing guitar all day at work because it was kind of dead, so I was just kind of like, da da da. Uh, playing all day and but basically the song's gonna be kind of heavy rockish over the top because you know me it's gonna have like violins it's gonna have like opera vocal samples which by the way i found online i didn't create them i downloaded them downloaded them from uh -huh. this page called looperman.com i'll sprinkle those and and it's gonna be a short little song maybe like two minutes but it's gonna be kind of like uh mid-tempo kind of like groovy kind of beat mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of band or song to compare it to so you have an idea but you know me I, I always come through when it comes to these things 
Yes, for sure. <laughs> if I hadn't told you all of this, how you have thought this song was going to sound? Hmm. Like, very ominous. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was going to try it and make sounds, but <laughs> it's not the best idea. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, let me, let me try and interpret this, but I was like, uh, no, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I was going to say, you could do interpretive dance, but nobody would see it but me. <laughs> exactly. And that kind of defeats the purpose. I need an audience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like it would be like a little ominous and like, imagine you're out in the woods and you hear a little twig snapping mm -hmm. with the cr leaves crunching. And then some like creepy music starts playing in the background. That makes you feel very uncomfy. That's what it would sound like. <laughs> and then you hear you hear this thing. Hoo, hoo. <laughs> oh no. Sam, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because actually, I mean, there there is some where I try to make some of that feeling part of the music so yeah I mean you haven't heard it of course yet I haven't quite finished with it it shall be done by the time this episode is published and you in the audience will get to enjoy our song which by the way I gave a name okay what's and name? I, I felt like a poet for this so I, I made it rhyme <laughs> <laughs> I mean there are no words because I, I'm not confident enough to sing in, an, in a song that I published in the episode because I don't want to turn the audience away from this I want him to Aww. keep listening to our podcast and, and not be like, huh. Scare them away with your voice. <laughs> I'm still working on my singing voice. I, I will eventually come to be known as a songbird of a generation. Wow. But See, I guys, I've heard him sing, and it's pretty good, you know? he He's just being modest. <laughs> well, the one thing that I have to work on is me working on, on actually developing my own melodies, because I can sing other songs okay-ish. Uh -huh. If it's not too crazy, of course. If it's like Adele, I can't sing that. You know, it's too high. Or, but, but, she's mean. Mm -hmm. But at any case, I mean, I could I could find the key that I could sing that in and transpose it, which means I, I change that to fit my range a little bit. But Ooh, transpose it. It's such uh, a fancy word. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I... Uh, they do call me the human thesaurus and ah, no, i'm just kidding nobody oh, call wow. please, please, please don't call me that that's like <laughs> i am a nerd but i'm not that nerdy <laughs> so <laughs> yeah the, the truth is I, I i have always had issues with my singing melodies but anyways the point of this is that i would rather make it an instrumental i think that's like more fitting to this podcast mm -hmm. Maybe at some point I would actually publish an album with actual songs that I sing, but that is not everybody can listen to in the dark, yes. in the dark corner of their bed, um, wearing uh, noise canceling headphones so that you just feel like you're just there, and then you know, turn off all the like, just leave like one candle on for like ambiance, <laughs> a tiny candle. You know, for a split second, I thought you were going to take this into rated X territory, like, wearing nothing. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> where is your brain, sir? No. We are innocent here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, you guys do you. That suits you. I mean, that's, just don't tell us. Don't share that information with us. Please keep that if to yourself. If you're into, go ahead. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more, this is what you play 
the night before Halloween okay. in the dark, the tiny candle in the corner. Um, so you can see shadow people and scare yourself. But, you know, shadow people that aren't there. Unless your name happens to be Scarlett Johansson, please don't share that with us if you do. If that is your name, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> you sure that's Yeah. I mean, if, if you must. <laughs> but, yeah, so <laughs> coming right up, I will set this up so the, the song plays after we're done talking. And, yeah, this will be called Peculiar Familiar. Ooh, I like it. It's like an episode in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> That is completely not menacing at all, my friend. But, uh, well, like the OG Sabrina, like the, the one from the 90s, right? No, I'm talking like the, this oh, one. No, the, the, uh, you know, I haven't seen it. I, I should see it. It's good, and it's very, like, it's a lot darker than the original one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that that sounds like a, a name for one of the episodes, maybe. Nice. It's very well, I just I just felt funny, and I just thought I'd call it a peculiar familiar because. We talked about how these things can either be perceived as the witch themselves or the familiars, like uh-huh. the animal helpers, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do uh, you have any other comments before we move on, my friend? No. This is this has been a very interesting episode. It's it fun, riveting, so full of information. <laughs> it's the best. I feel like we are hitting our peak on this episode, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I think this is the best we've done so far, for sure. I, I think in recent memory, <laughs> and by recent memory I mean this week. Collaboration of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming right up, you have the peculiar familiar song, and we'll be right back with the ending remarks of our podcast episode. Stick around. Insert. Wait, I was trying to say like insert sponsors here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give us your money. <laughs>
Alright, Monica and the audience, let's sad face one more time because we have reached the ending of our podcast episode. What, what, what? I know, my friend, I feel equally as depressed as you do that our time is <laughs> coming to an end here, but I do want to give some shout outs, so let's, let's make this a little more positive here. I got okay. some shout outs. I got shout outs for a person named, and I hope I'm saying her name correctly, by the way. Her name is Rhiannon Elizabeth Irons. She is a Twitter follower. She won a sticker giveaway that we had a few days ago. And she's from Australia. Ooh, nice. So our, our little Chupacabra's character is, is uh, working on his world domination mode. <laughs> <laughs> Last time that we had a shout out was for somebody in England. This one is from Australia. Mm -hmm. And she also happens to be a horror writer. And I read some of her stories and they're, they're pretty cool. She has like a little blog. Hey. Of, uh -huh. of her own original stuff and it's pretty cool dude i'll send you the link okay you awesome. check it out. but yeah her work is pretty cool and i recommend that to anyone that's into horror please go ahead and well i guess i'll provide a link when i actually publish the episode on social media so anyone can go and check out her content it's, it's pretty cool i liked it once again i want to thank micah from the great american urban legend for joining us today that was a pretty fun segment dude I, that's probably the most fun that i've had in in the second and, and not to put down any of our other guests or anything but I don't know. I, I I felt kind of at ease just talking to him and, and yeah, he was he was really cool. I had a lot of fun too. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks to him and his wife Amanda for, I mean she wasn't there with, with the with him for the mm -hmm. podcast segment. But uh, when you have a chance to listen to their episodes, you should. They're pretty fun. They, both of them mm -hmm. kind of interact in a way kind of like what we do. Yeah. So yeah, definitely everyone out there should also check them out. And of course, all our followers on social media, we actually surpassed the 200 follower on twitter my friend <gasps> yay another milestone <laughs> <laughs> i was doing a little a little tweet answer that i'm really glad nobody can see <laughs> <laughs> one day one day they will Except see it monica because she's my my lifelong friend so um <laughs> yeah she can see all the dancing and singing that i do <laughs> you guys are awesome Especially on Twitter, it's I just hit myself with my microphone in the head for some reason. I don't know what happened there. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> but yes, everyone on Twitter is awesome, dude. I am so happy. There's a lot of awesome people in there. They are doing retweets. They are following us. They're showing us a lot of love. And I really appreciate that. I am really happy that it, it picked up. <laughs> and I set a goal for them. I set a goal that if we reached... 300 followers by the end of the month, we'll do a EMBO bundle giveaway for them. Ooh, nice. So that'll include a couple of stickers, a cup, and a couple of picks. Yay. Nice. <laughs> you guys get on it. We're <laughs> almost, I think the last time I got a check, we were at, at 225. So it's not impossible. They got about two yeah? weeks left, so I mean, they can do it. You guys got this. You Pull got through Twitter. this. Pull through Twitter. We believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, my friend? Any shout outs for you? Um, no, uh, just to everybody who's listening, um, and again, to, to Micah, um, and his wife, like, thank you guys for, for, like, collaborating with, collaborating with us, it was, like, great, and we hope to collaborate again in the future. Yay, awesome. And, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little drunk too, but anyways, uh... <laughs> I interrupted his singing. That's why he was like, oh, it's, you're done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> Okay. 
And yeah, let's remind our followers or our listeners, Monica, of our social media accounts. We have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, and we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS. Our Twitter is Myths Behind LGDS, and you can also email us at MythsBehindLegends at gmail.com. Our letterbox, which is also under Myths Behind LGDS, is a sort of a movie blog type of thing. Mm-hmm. In which people can share reviews. It's a tagline. Mm-hmm. People can share reviews of movies they like, they didn't like, ratings, etc. They can follow each other, uh, make lists of movies they want to see, of movies they like, etc. Movies they don't like, you can mm-hmm. also you can actually make a list of. I made a list of movies that I don't like, in there. <laughs> so, we have a watch list, like I said, in which we have movies that we may touch upon in the future in, in our upcoming episodes. So, if you have any suggestions, by all means, let us know. Our social media, email. DMs, etc. Mm-hmm. And the moment that Monica waits for the entire week, the website URL. Yes. Which we have under myths hyphen behind hyphen legends dot mailchimp sites dot com. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> You're right. I, I felt adventurous <laughs> and threw in a yeah at the end just to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a daring mood tonight, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so monica the time has come for you to give our audience the hint for our next episode and what shall that be my friend we are going to be talking about a haunted person <gasps> chan, chan, chan. and you know what else is cool about that episode my friend what that it's going to be our season three finale <gasps> oh my god already can you believe it's that crazy. Another season gone. It's going to be episode 39, because this was 38. Wow. 39. How do you feel about that? Interesting. Dude, it went by fast. Really fast. (laughs) You know, it's true what they tell you, that after you turn a certain age, you blink, and you're just, like, shooting forward, like, towards the rest of your life. It's insane. I recently had my birthday i am now 31 years old 31 i still have the mind of a freaking 26 year old like i don't feel (laughs) 31 my body feels 31 but my mind my mind does not it's crazy it's so crazy 31 years of (laughs) (laughs) well my friend if it makes you feel any better i'm gonna be 37 this summer and i feel like a 17 year old so yeah okay (laughs) Fair. <laughs> I mean, eh, not, eh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I like to think I can still party like I did in my 20s, but those days are long gone. You know, I need like minimum three day to co- recovery, you know, like, because, <laughs> nah, I can't hang anymore with people. Like, it's just like, it, it, it's insane. I don't know. I don't know how I used to work three jobs at the same time uh, and drink find time to drink after work <laughs> and then get drunk and go home and then do it all over the next day like i don't know how i did it drank that's in insane. between jobs like on the way from a job to the next ad <laughs> i know right <laughs> uh for the record for legal reasons i never did that <laughs> uh, i will admit that there were times when you know I, I i i needed a little uh motivation to go to work so you know take a little little sips of a couple things and 
help me get through the day. But uh, yeah, it's damn. It's been a long road. Interesting. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm excited for the season finale because after that will be episode 40. And I'm trying to get more people to join us to guest mm -hmm. on our future episodes. So, I mean, I, we have a few things planned and hopefully they come to fruition. And mm -hmm. if, uh, not if, but when they do. Uh, let's think positive here. Yeah. When they do. <laughs> hope we'll you guys are. This. Yeah, I hope you guys are ex excited as we are. But, mm -hmm. yeah, Monica, any final comments on the Lechusa, which was the subject of tonight's episode? You're so freaking creepy, dude. Like, they're just crazy, creepy, aggressive mm -hmm. flying beings. Uh, I never want to run into one. I'll say that. Me neither. And me, the I'm never gonna get over how mind blown I am that you think of these things as aliens. Yeah, you know. To be fair, I think I might have also seen that. I'm pretty sure one of my cousins told me that, but I also remember seeing it in a documentary about aliens. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, there's it's the perfect disguise. Like, who would have known? Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it does make sense from from a physical standpoint, like I mentioned earlier. But yeah. I never would have thought of that. I've never heard that, and I was like, "Wow!" That's just like, mm -hmm. like they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the tagline for the X Files? The truth is out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, exactly. Okay, so yeah, that was our episodes. Or our episodes? No, the episode on the two. Oh, yeah, single. That was the episode on the Choose Us, you guys. And I want to wish you a great night, morning, evening, madrugada, cruda, whatever you guys, you guys are going through. Hope you're having a good time. Extra good luck, cruda, if that's what you're having. <laughs> I we heard some menudo helps, even though I don't like menudo, but yeah. I love, dude, menudo and pozole. They're, they both work the same, but I prefer menudo. Pozole is best. my jam, my friend. Nice. Mm -hmm. So it's my jam. You have, so you have not eaten pozole until you have eaten the one my mom makes. Ooh, well, I'm going to be visiting soon, so <laughs> your mom better make me some because I need some. I've been meaning to ask her to make some because she she knows how to do it. I mean, I have an idea, but I don't think it's going to come anywhere near as delicious as, as the one she makes. Yeah. But I, I have to learn her, her ways because I, I have to. Yeah. For my own because, purposes. yeah, you have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I must. <Sure>. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding you accountable. When I go down, I need some pozole from your mom. Uh, ask and you shall receive, my friend. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was the episode. And we hope you guys had a good time, as, as much of a good time as we did making it. And we'll see you on the next one. Until then, have a good one. Bye.